episode 16. What are my chances? Not good. You mean not good like one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Welcome to Runnymy Fans. I'm Asus. The man on the other side of the mic is EC. EC, welcome back. Hey, what's going on, man? Missed you there. It's been a, it feels like it's been a long, long time. It feels like it. I know. I know. I'm not very. I'm Mister Mister Inconsistent. I'm consistently about being inconsistent. That's what I'm. That's what I think. Right. This podcast is inconsistent, but hey, you know, we put out some good material the past two weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to catch the the last pod, uh, Forza uh, Forza Tucson. Um, what did you think? What did you think about um, the the whole interview with Amanda Powers and John? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Um, I think from just the vibe on us sitting down talking, first of all, the interview was great. So if you guys haven't listened to it, it was really great. Very informative. Totally suggested you guys get a chance if you haven't listened to it. But for me, you know, getting a chance to talk to him, the vibe I felt was that we kind of have built something that I think will continue to go. And, you know, as we get soccer back, I think it's going to be even better because now we'll actually be able to break down some of the things that are happening while we're playing. And not not just, um, you know, USL, but Premier League and, and, and Manchester United more specifically. So um, super excited about that relationship that we've got. Um, we've got other relationships that we're trying to build. So just kind of stay with us as we grow. Uh, yeah, um, I, I agree. I think uh, Amanda and John had, had some very great insight. I know I was kind of talking to myself last week, and it's kind of hard doing a pod, right? You know, it's talking to yourself because I'm usually, I'm usually trying to ping stuff off you. But, right. um, you know, just reiterating the fact that, you know, of what the hard work that the, um, Amanda and John have um are doing for FC Toronto. I mean, sorry, Tucson, I'm sorry. Um, and, you know, bringing this upstart USL come, you know, team and, you know, back into the public, uh, getting the public support. I think that that was probably, that, that meant the most to me when I talked to him about it uh, because of obviously, you know, you're trying to, you know, Amanda, amazing person, you know, speaks Spanish, um, you know, gets involved in the, the Hispanic community, uh, communities where she's worked in, in New Mexico, you know, being the, that advocate for for um, you know for something near dear to my heart, you know, um, I thought that was just amazing, and you know, trying to, and and John getting the pulse, you know, them trying to build on football in that city and getting the pulse of the people, I just I just found that fascinating, and then again, I I couldn't speak enough. I I, I we could have talked probably what. Another two or three hours with him, I, I think, and easily, yeah, easily. easily. And um, uh, hopefully we have John back on so he can talk to us. Uh, we can debate uh, maybe when uh, we can debate uh, Manchester and, and Chelsea, and he can tell us his his um 
you know his stories of the Champions League final that I know we, they, they, that he brought up when we were talking before, uh, and the Russians, I guess you know the Russian mob. I think he you know, some of that, uh, but you know it was very interesting. And obviously, I, I really like to interview Amanda as well. Again, um, I mean her knowledge, or you know what she's gone through in in, in building, you know the relationship she has in in men's football, not just football in men's football. Uh, it's just it's a testament to what um, uh, uh, the person she is and the person John is, and obviously I think I, there was a, a I think I texted you off off air when we were interviewing him. I mean, like this is the a man that you know he, he played tennis, you know, or you know he, he had no football experience, and then he got into football. And how did you know how do players respond? You know how I mean, how do players that um then you know respond to somebody that never you never played at that level or or ever played the sport or that high as a level you know at that professional level but yet you see it with what Mourinho you see it with you know some of the great managers that we have um but I mean it's just interesting I just um I'd really like to have them back but again thank you for you know for setting that up and I think that was a great two-part episode uh two-part series that we had and hey hopefully there's more to come you know some more guests we got uh we have for you for you um don't run me fans so not bearing the lead because you just brought it up a little while ago starting the league EC. There's yes. an end in sight. There is yeah. a light at the end of this coronavirus tunnel. Yes. Good or bad, we have uh, the league uh, or the English government said that the leagues could start June 1st. Um, reports out of England, I think um, you had brought it up earlier when we talked. Uh, reports out of England, um, teams will start training June 1st. Uh, are all... I know there's been some Twitter fodder with some players. Are all players on board with this? They're not. Um, and I, you know, I, this isn't a political show, so I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But it's it sounds like Boris doesn't really have a good map, a roadmap that shows them that it's going to be safe. And I think that's where a lot of the player criticism is coming from. Um, if you look right across the street for them, if you look at New Zealand, um, you know, they're kind of getting it done the right way. You know, they have a league that probably no one watches. Actually, it's a, it's an Australian league that no one watches, but, um, you know, I think the problem is, is that they don't really have anything, uh, that's mapped out, uh, that lets the players know that, look, if you do come back and play, once you go back home, you know, your, your family's not going to get infected. You know, I think they just have to come out with some some stronger guidelines because at the moment it just looks like a money grab because they're, if they don't play this last nine games, they miss out on a, the TV contract that they signed. So um, I, I'm not going to sit here and even try to front. I am looking forward to them getting back. But I'll be the first to tell you if a player says he doesn't want to play, I can't really hate on him because – in my own personal life, I still wear a mask around people and I follow social distancing. Um, I don't know if you haven't watched soccer before, but it's a physical game. It's a contact sport. It's, it's going to be bumps, bruises, broken body you know, parts, blood, spit, flying. I mean, this is full contact. So um, for me, you know, I want it back. I want them to play. That's the selfish soccer fan in me. Um, but, you know, 
I, I already know it's going to happen. Someone's going to say, look, I don't feel comfortable. This guy looks sick. He came in anyways and played, and I don't want to play. It's going to cause huge controversy. It's going to happen. Um, the Bundesliga is going to be the first. We'll probably talk about that later um, to, to jump into the waters and get it going. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think all of the players have a full-fledged plan of what, of what uh, the safety measures are, and I think that's why they have a little bit of pause to want to play. I know I brought this 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 thing up uh, I mean, four or five pods ago, whenever we started this coronavirus thing. <clears throat> the scenario is going to present itself. Obviously, we have mm, we start the season or we start the, this abbreviated end of the season with the you know the current squads. And they're taking all the precautions they can, right? Testing daily or testing whatever the whatever procedures are. Say you have somebody like, uh, who's in the bottom, bottom three? Who's in the bottom three? Give me a Watford. Watford I think's down there. Um, Norwich, Norwich is down there, and I think uh, West Brom. I think is down there. You'd have to look it up. Let me see if I can. If you find uh, it first, Aston Villa. Aston look. Villa, right? Um, Aston Villa is down there. At the Villa. Yeah. All right. Well, let's use Aston Villa as, as probably the best example because. Jack Grealish is uh, on our radar as a player for United. Right. So, Jack Grealish does not. I mean, this is speculation, hypothetical. Don't want don't want the fans out there thinking I'm spreading rumors or spreading lies. I just want to. Right. I just want to bring this scenario. If Jack Grealish says, you know what, you know, I got my parting, you know, out out you know out of the way during the during the <laughs> quarantine, you know, I did my I made my mistake, and I don't feel comfortable um, getting on the pitch. He doesn't play. He chooses not to play, which is it, it. It should be his right. It should be the player's right to say, you know what, I'm not going to endanger. I'm not going to probably endanger myself because I'm a, probably a peak, you know, physical shape. But it might be my my nana, my popo, my Nini, my nana, you know, whatever at home, my sick, you know, my kid that, you know, has, you know, uh, an autoimmune disease or whatever, you know, you just don't want to put, put that, you know, situation, you know, put yourself in that situation. So Aston Villa is on the brink of regulation and Jack Grealish chooses not to play because of, uh, because of <laughs> his fears. Would it be fair? For the backlash, because you know there's going to be backlash. Say Aston Villa can miss it by a point, right? And they could use him in in some of the latter latter matches. Um, would it be justified for the backlash that the players are going to be getting if they choose not to play because of uh, of their own personal safety? And this is what I, when I get back to when we talked about it when this first started. I think all players need to be unified. And this is not the players or the owners. This is just, I mean, I mean, sorry. This is not the owners and players. This is the players themselves. The players need to be unified because you know there's going to be definite backlash if players choose not to play and say you get you missed out on either getting relegated or getting promoted, say in the Champions League or Championship, or <coughs> like us, we're on the brink of Champions League football. Say Martial, Pogba. Bruno, uh, all our heavy hitters choose not to play, and we miss it on Champions League. I mean, that could affect next season as well. 
Um, and, you know, <laughs> we can be playing Europa. That's the difference between playing Europa League next year without maybe fans being in there. So you're looking at a huge chunk of change of of what we're, you know, of, of what United can be making. But getting down to the lower leagues, making Premier League football or not making Premier League football is a huge chunk of change to them. I mean, I mean, for us, it might be a drop in the bucket, but for them, it's just, you know, that can make or break their, 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 their team. So is it justified? Should it be unified all in all for one and one for all, or, you know, should you, the players make their own, own decisions? I, it should be all in. Um, and that's why I was saying earlier, you 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 just know that it's a money grab. Um, because they're, they're, let's just be honest, one person's going to get this thing, right? One person. And so to your point, if if someone says they don't feel comfortable or if someone gets the, the virus, well, we already know what the rules are. It's worldwide. You got to quarantine, which means they got to quarantine. The whole team's done. So... Do you keep playing the rest of the year without one team because they're quarantining for four, for two weeks? Mm-hmm. You know, that's two weeks of games. There's only nine left. So it should be where they're unified. Clearly, they're not. Um, you know, there's, I want to say, it wasn't more than half, but it was, it was at least seven or eight teams that said, we don't want to play because the way they're looking at it, we're not going to have any fans at home. We're not going to be able to use that to our benefit. We could potentially get relegated, which means we lose out on cash. If we just void the season, we get back into the Premier League, which, to your point again, is more money. So, yeah, it should be a unified front where they say, look, either we're all in or we're not. And I, and especially, you know, during a pandemic, which only 100 years of stuff happens, it should be a situation where they go around and say, look, is it going to be fair? Because... I was listening to a pod the other day and they were talking about how many lawsuits are going to pop up. And I think they were spot on. I think there's going to be lawsuits from clubs. There's going to be lawsuits from players. Um, You know, do you, do you, if you score 10 goals, you get, you know, X amount of money in certain contracts. Well, if I don't feel comfortable playing, I'm missing out on money that I could have had, had things been safer for me to play. So there's, there's so many different variables. And like I said, you know, there, there is no way. There's already been a huge spike in Germany, and they start playing on Saturday, and there, there's already been a huge spike um, in that in in Germany. I don't remember which part of Germany, but there's already been a spike. So, um, no, I, I think it should be a unified front. Um, I think it should be where the players all come together and say, "Hey, we're a part of the." I don't even know if there's a players' union for the Premier League, but there should be some sort of a committee or group that gets together and says, Hey, look at, we're not going to come out there until you guys can come up with some sort of a game plan. That's going to ensure hundred percent our safety. I think you bring up a great point. And I really didn't actually think about it either. Um, you know, somebody on a team gets it. The whole team is going to have to be quarantined, right? Yeah, they're done. What are you going to do with the, the remaining matches? Obviously you're going to, what give them all draws? I mean, because I mean, you can't you can't say they're going to win or lose each match, right? Uh, the the remaining their remaining schedules they get all draws. That's all points. Exactly, know? and that and it's a points between difference between you going up or staying down. 
So would a and team? I, I mean, I, I'm not saying a team's gonna <clears throat> in the lower lower ranks. You know, maybe they could fake fake, uh, fake a fake a Corona case and say, you know what, uh, I'm gonna get all points because or just draws because that's points to me, and that could be the difference of you know relegation or not relegation. Uh, same the same thing with the. I mean, I know your team, your your team. I know you're deep down on you deep down inside. You're a Leeds fan, so uh, your team in the championship. Your um, it could be. You know, their 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 time to come back up to the Premier League. Um uh, it it just the Pandora's box is gonna be open and it's we're huge. not gonna be we're not gonna be able to put it back, you know. Uh it's, it's just so many like you said, different variables to to this you know, this, this equation and we don't have answers for it. Um no. the, 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 the 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 FA <clears throat> Excuse me. Just specific, you know, specifically for you know for Premier League has been very tight-lipped on how are they going to handle all these situations. Uh, UEFA's probably been the same thing, you know, trying to. There, I mean, why aren't there some ground rules that the public knows, right, of how things are going to work out? Because the worst thing you can do is start the season, get all the fans, you know, going, and then pull the rug out from under them. You want to talk about pissed off people? You want to talk? I mean, I mean, we're we're seeing it here in the states. You know, we're seeing it here in the states of people in the the courthouse is armed. You know, because it's their right, obviously. But you're seeing this shit here because people want their right to do whatever they want. You know, to go out. You get them tasting football, or you get them tasting baseball, basketball, American football again, and then you pull the rug out from under them. You want to see chaos? You're gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna say you have blood on the streets, but somebody's, could, somebody's gonna be held responsible. And and the, the I mean, you're, you're gonna have people frothing at the mouth. And you brought up you brought up this earlier. I mean, you, are you gonna see half the world tuning into? Borussia Dortmund uh, playing, I think, Werner Bremen. I, I can't remember who they're playing. And then Bayern Munich's playing this weekend on, on Saturday as well. Half the world will probably be tuning in. You probably have soccer fans or non-soccer fans tuning in on this game because it's a first live match of some sort of whatever uh, of sport. And and you're going to you know get them a taste. It's like a... It's like that Eddie Murphy thing, you know, Eddie Murphy joke. Uh, I think it was on a Delirious. Was it a Delirious or was it on a Raw, right? He's like, you, you, you're a starving man. You, you feed a man, a, you, you give him a cracker. He's like, what do you know? Like, he's just tasting a cracker. He's like, what is that? What, what is that? What is that? A Ritz? Is that a Ritz? You know, oh, man, it's so, it's so good. I mean, you're gonna, that's what you're going to do to the I mean, to the people. You're going to give them a Ritz cracker, and they're going to think it's going to be a salty, a regular old saltine. They're going to think it's all Ritz cracker. And then you you pull the you're gonna pull the rug from under him because uh, say a team can't finish say say hey God forbid say uh, somebody on Liverpool somebody on Liverpool can't finish you know and they all get quarantined well, what do you That's do it. what do you do does the title go to Liverpool I mean it's just I don't know it's, I mean every, everyone's got to be praying that the Bundesliga it, that it goes great. And that nobody gets sick for two weeks. Games go off without a hitch this weekend. Games go off without a hitch next weekend. Because if they don't, if one person, like you said, gets sick, it's over. 
they're going to push this thing back because then all the players are going to go, well, how do you get sick? Well, they came into contact with this guy. They were playing and getting physical in the box. I mean, you're talking about four or five teams getting shut down just because of one player, right? I know. Yeah. Especially if they go to my idea of putting them all in a camp. The man camp, <laughs> man camp gets sick. One person gets sick. It's a wrap. Everything's done. We're shutting it all down. Hey, hey, off topic, off topic. And, and, and this probably might be a little crude, but do you ever hear stories about uh, the Olympic villages and how much sex is going on in the Olympic villages? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, they're obviously going to be men, but I mean, you're talking about, you know, they're, you know, they're obviously going to have to have, you know, some kind of fun. So they, you know, they're, they're going to have to yeah. and, and those conjugal visits that they're, that they're going to do. You got to train these ladies before they come in. Who's who's going out? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a madness. I, like I said, my the, the 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 football heart of me, I'm like, man, let's get to it. I want to see us. We were playing. We were on fire. We were we for me were going to get top four for sure, and they just stopped us. And so now we got all this time to rest. And I know other players have other teams have players rested too, but now we've had players that are that are rested, gotten gotten back to fitness. Um, now it's their opportunity to go out there and, and show us. And we've actually played with no fans before, so I think we'll be fine playing behind closed doors with no fans, just reporters. I, I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be fine. I just, like I said, I just hope it's, it's the other side that we never thought about somebody getting sick, shutting the season down. That's all I'm really worried about is that. Yeah. And what, I mean, obviously what, what are the contingency, contingency plans are they, I mean, what they're going to, what are they going to do? They're going to be <coughs> the reserves up. I mean, how they're going to finish the teams. With, I mean, it's just, Hold too 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 many questions that I think the public needs to know. So our so they can temper the public's expectations, and that's it. Because we're I mean we're talking about I mean the French the French league they call it, they call it quits. Uh, maybe they maybe they did too early because um you said I think um, the Italian leagues are about to start up like just like um. The English League, I'm sorry. I have had a burp, burp stuck in my throat. Um, you know, they have, you know, they're, you know, they call it quits. They say, you know what, they crown a champion and that's it. And I talked about that last week. Was it premature for them to do that? Because, I mean, just like we said earlier, a couple of pods ago about crowning a champion and how, what the mess it is, you know, who's going to get you crown Liverpool champion so are the places in you know in place to say okay, you know United's fifth. Granted, <clears throat> the Sheffield has a game in hand. What do you do for the game in hand? I say give them a draw. Well, that's a point. That's not a win nor loss. Uh, I think City, City, Arsenal, and there's one at the bottom. Give them all draws. Call the season as is. Let the players go home. Go wherever they're at, or if they're not already home. Um, train by themselves, do what their local government says, um, um, but come back in August and let's start fresh. I think uh, that's what I kind of re- stated at the end of la- the last pod. Um, but it seems like now they're just they're going to go through this, and I think if they're not prepared, prepared, and, and what I mean prepared is contingencies. 
I think it could set us back maybe another season, a full season, not just this whole, you know, nine games, because you're talking about other precautions that are going to have to be put in place. And here in the States, I know they're talking about American football resuming back in the fall. You're talking about people that that's a hundred, some stadiums hold a hundred thousand people. And it's just, I don't know. I just, I know I, I don't know. I just don't understand it. It, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, if you're looking at it right now, I, we, the industry that we're in, we talk about it just about every day. And for, if you look at the CDC and what they're saying as well, it's, it's really not the time to get back to playing. Um, I think this is, again, if you, if you look at it, it doesn't take you long to figure out if you don't play and you're the federation uh, you're not going to get a lot of money. You're going to miss out on a lot of cash. So what they're going to try to do is get it back together, get it, get this money. They got nine games to play. And I'm, and I'm sure they're banking the same. They're hoping the same thing that I'm hoping, which is that nobody can get sick. Like we got it. We got to test every day, a couple times a day. No one comes in the bubble unless they're tested. No one goes out of the bubble. I mean, it's it's going to have to be airtight. I don't think you can have it any other way where you have players that are able to go back home. I think you literally have to say to the players and the teams that, look, you're going to have to use your facilities, your training facilities, and some of the championship facilities to train at and to stay at because we're in this pandemic. And you're not going to probably be able to see your kids. You're not going to be able to see. It's going to be like almost like you're going to a World Cup. And, you know, they've got tests now where you can get tested and checked in, in five days. The Premier League has money, so they can go out, buy hundreds of million. They can buy thousands of tests and have that for your referees, have that for your EMTs. I know that's not what you want to hear as a, you know, if you're a, 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 a an HNS NHS worker, excuse me. But I think if it's your product, it's your, your, your business uh, and you want to keep people safe, that's what you have to do. So if it's me, I'm going forward with it. I'm going to get the proper PPE that I need to be able to get these guys tested. I'm going to make sure they're tested daily uh, before games, I'm going to make sure press is tested before games. Just anyone that's coming into the facility, they get a test. Not a, not a, a temperature scan, but an actual test to to ensure that they don't have it. And if you got it, then we go back and we trace and we make sure that we know who you came in contact with and you are out for 14 days. Um, because, like I said, the moment that one of those guys gets it, and it's positive. And 14 they come days symptom-free, you see. That's not just 14 days straight. That's 14 days symptom-free. So yeah, yeah, it's not, it could be 21 days. It could be a month. That's why That's why it's going to be key for them to, again, when, they, when you first arrive to this facility or whatever they're going to do, hotel, whatever it is, you, you go in, you got a positive test, all right, you're in. And they've got to be able to monitor these guys. And, and they're going to go bat crap crazy because at, at the end of the day, these guys are grown millionaires who like to do whatever the hell they want to do. Now you're telling them this isn't a World Cup, but we want you to sit on your butt, stay here, train. Don't tell, Kyle, hey, don't tell Kyle Walker that. Don't tell him. I'm saying. 
And and just imagine how many Kyle Walkers are out there that just haven't got caught. Kyle got caught. A lot of these cats are rolling around. They they got you know they're a little bit smarter. Maybe they're not getting drunk. Maybe they're not in the park like Mourinho. But people are out there doing stupid stuff to this day. So, you know, man, I would be shocked if it didn't go to what you said, which was it opening back up and then them saying, you know what, we tried. A couple people have gotten it. Now this team can't play. Because, I mean, wh- why wouldn't you, if you're at the bottom of the table, <laughs> why wouldn't you cough it up and say, hey, man, we, we ain't going to be able to make it. Two of these guys got the virus and we're out. We don't know what to tell you. What, what, are, what are they going to do? They're going to have to write something pre these nine games that says if a club becomes whatever, then your points are frozen, which is unfair. And it's a lawsuit. Because like you said, it's not. You don't you don't get promoted to the Premier League and they give you five million dollars. It's several hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars yeah. that goes to the club. It makes a club. It will bankrupt it makes, yeah. a club. And it makes a club for several years. Absolutely. If you're in the championship and you're promoted, <laughs> it's a whole new world for the owner. It's a whole new world for the players that are gonna come into the club. Look at Bournemouth. Bournemouth was got promoted. They still stayed in there because they can get players because you know, of the money they've brought in, they've had money that they can bring in to, you know, because they're in the Premier League. You know? Look at it, Fulham. Fulham, where the fuck is Fulham? They fall off. It's hard to get back up. Yeah. Leeds have been gone for like 30, 30 years. They used to be dominant in the Premier League. It wasn't called the Premier League back then, but mm-hmm. they still, they were they were top dogs. Yeah, they're knocking on the door, and then Corona comes. It's like they're cursed. So... It, it, this is this is unprecedented. Like I said, I hope the Bundesliga goes great. I know there were some stories of a couple of players that have that have, that have been sick. I guess they're fine now, but you just gotta hope that for the next two weeks that it goes well because we're not gonna start playing games June one. They're just gonna start practicing. And I think, matter of fact, I saw some pictures of Pogba out practicing with a couple of other players. Uh, I, I, I was trying to go whole episode, dude. Golly, man. Trying to go whole episode without you bringing them up. <laughs> it's, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're already starting to kind of practice a little bit. So I just, you know, you just, you hope that it goes off well in Germany and you hope that they can kind of model what they're doing if it does work. Because, man, I don't know what they would do if they started and then stopped it four weeks in and then said, no, we're done. We're, we can't crown a champion. We're just going to, the season's over with and. We'll get back to it maybe, you know, when we regularly start, transfer windows open when they open, and we get to it. Because I just don't see how one, per- one person – all it takes is one person, and then oh, you yeah. got the story. No, I, I understand. And when that one person could affect – 80 people, they yeah, said in Germany. That, one person can affect 80 people. Yeah, especially in a football team. Yeah. All right, let me give you a let me give you a positive scenario. Well, not so much of positive, but hey, say we um hey, say we go through this this end of the season nine game stretch starting in June. Uh so you're starting in June, nine weeks. So we're looking at the end of ah, uh, you'd say by the time we get match fit, uh, middle of June. So you have the four weeks in July. So you're looking at probably finishing the season at the end of August. 
towards the end of August, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what do you say? Because I don't, are they saying middle June to start the season off? So they get two weeks of practice first? That's what I've, 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 I've come to the understanding that oh, yeah. training is going to start. You're gonna, you have to get a match fit. So you either start at the second week of June or the third week of June. So that leaves nine weeks of play. And unless they start doing two games a week, like they do, you know, in, in European matches, right? A lot of these teams, I'm sorry, not a lot. The top echelon of teams can do that play or i mean hell all the teams can because they played uh fa cup or they played carabao cup and you know whatnot you know they maybe they do two you know two games a week or uh, one game on you know on saturday and then you play on third on wednesday and then if you play on thursday you play on, on two third i mean sorry you play on sunday you play on thursday and whatnot <coughs> then you can probably condense it that way uh they've talked about um the uh substitute and this is something I actually want to talk to you about uh, by, by itself, The you know, getting five substitutes a match. Uh, yeah. That's something UEFA has brought up as well. Uh, so that, you know, helps players, you know, not getting as fatigued. Um, so they say, say they, they end the season. All right. We play two matches a game. Uh, you know, we're okay. Say we end it towards the first of August. Obviously, the player's going to need to go on a break. We start matches usually in the middle of August, right? Right. What competition is going to... So, we're going to start... Okay, in the middle of August, I'm sorry. <coughs> you give them the break that's going to delay the Premier League start, you would say, to September. Behind closed doors, whatever. What competition in the Premier League, or it could be all over Europe, right? Because... There's many competitions. What competition is going to suffer of not being played? Is it going to be the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, the Premier League, obviously, and the league games are not going to suffer because they're going to have to play those. What competition is going to basically get bankrupt for not being able to play it for a year because you're not, I mean, especially in the Premier League and how ferocious the games come, especially around Christmas time, they're just going back to back to back to back to back. I mean, you cannot do that to your players unless unless you expand your squad, you give them more money. You cannot do that to your players. So what what cup competition is going to basically put aside for a whole year, and that could probably bankrupt them for the whole, that whole year. I'm I'm obviously picking the Carabao Cup because nobody nobody really gives a shit about that. Uh, is but is is it going to be World Cup play too. I mean, or is it going to be these friendlies that fucking happen like almost every other month? That you know these friendlies happen and there's no European qualifiers or World Cup qualifiers. I mean, what competition is gonna is actually going to suffer from it? I think your Carabao Cup is definitely going to be a, it's a wrap. I don't think that's happened in 2021. Um, is I there think a you. Yeah, I, I think those are and, and and that sucks because you know those the, the Carabao, you know, your bigger clubs who, who usually win it, which is weird anyway. They're not care. They don't really care too much. Usually that cup is for their younger reserve players to get in and play a little bit. But 
you know, you, you you're, when you're a struggling club, you're trying to make it, you're trying to promote, get to that next level. Those competitions are huge for you. I mean, every gate that you get is huge for, for your club. So, you know, it's easy for us as United fans to say, you know, scrap that. Nobody cares. But when you're looking at what that competition encompasses, and I and I agree with you, I'd get rid of it. Um, it is going to hurt uh, some of your lower level um, clubs because, like I said, every game, uh, home and away, you know, it's it's money to that club. So, you know, I I think that's gone. I think you might uh, can get rid of those. You know, they they open up with the community shield. Um, you can get rid of that. Worthless um, competition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no point in in doing a one game trophy game. You know, um, I think you I think you won't see the international tour that we usually do so you know you'll miss out on the i don't know if it's called the heineken or the whatever cup they do in the states that's that's how i was able to see you know what i mean so i I think i think a lot of that stuff is going to be gone that that i that i can understand i'm just talking about interleague game interleague interleague play care care about yeah i think during the league because we're gonna be i mean you can't push back the league especially in the premier league as much as as much as they do, because I mean, dude, come Christmas time, dude, how many games do I think they play? Sixteen games in like three weeks, you know? Yeah, it, it's it's not, I'm sorry, I lie. That's a big lie. I'm sorry, sixteen games in three weeks is too much. It's, <laughs> still, it's still a lot of games, and I mean, you're you're talking league, but you also have Champions League. You know, you have FA Cup. You have all these things that are sprinkled in. Um, I think an easy solution you, you knock out the, that one it's not you know i know the care about committee is probably like what the hell but i mean at the end of the day they have to have some kind of a break does it have to be several months no to to tell you the truth no these guys uh, they're 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 specimens most of them especially when it comes to being fit and running most of them anyway um so i think that i think they can bounce back but i think you eliminate that um that kind of alleviates some of that stress that you're going to put on some of these guys um, injuries are going to pop up. Hamstrings are going to pop up um, because, again, are they training at home? Yeah, they are. But is it the same as going to uh, the facility and having all the coaches there? It's, it's not even close. The competition is not the same. Um, the level of fitness, like I said, it's probably there. But when you're talking football shape, um, yeah. listening to professionals, that can take anywhere from two to three weeks to get really clicking and going. And think about players coming back from injury. Now they have to get back on page chemistry-wise with their other players. So you're talking about a lot of of, of changes and, and just a shortened season. I am I'm licking my chops to to see how it all kind of gels together. And I'm just hoping that, like I said before, everybody can stay safe. All right, let's segue into what we talked about earlier. The five-person five person substitutions. I mean, we talked about fatigue, uh, especially coming, you know, I know they're going to do it for this stretch, for this nine-game stretch, or for this, you know, with UEFA approving it. I'm sorry, FIFA approved it. I'm not, right? Am I correct? FIFA yeah. approved it. Um, yeah. Are you going to do, I mean, I, I understand why they're doing it now. Um, obviously, you know, you would like a lot more substitutions in the game because sometimes you get screwed out. You know, screwed over. Somebody gets injured, and you don't have an extra substitution. Um, but do you think this is? I mean, uh, do you think this is something that's gonna stay, uh, especially coming like this next year, with 
the game's coming, you know, pretty much a lot quicker. Um, they're going to need to play. Uh, the, the They obviously not played a Euro. Um, the Euro, I think, might be postponed till next uh, summer, right? Yeah, the, they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna. They're not gonna play them this uh, this summer. So twenty twenty one. So Euro. The top echelon players are gonna have to be playing in Euro. I mean, everything. Everybody's qualified. I'm sorry. So get their they get their matches in with their their team. We talked about getting rid of the FA. I mean, the Carabao Cup. Um, games might be set back, so your 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 league games are gonna be coming a lot faster. Would you see something like a five-man substitution last through at least in the next year? Or do you think this is something um, that's revolutionary and it's going to last forever? I don't think it lasts forever, but I think it goes through this deal. I, I, I'm, you can quote me if I'm wrong, but it used to be two subs, and then they went to three, and everybody freaked out when they went from two to three. So um, it changes. It's, it's weird. It feels weird. You know, there, there, there was a time where there was no three-point line. And then I think 84, 83, they brought in the three-point line. So, you know, if they go to five subs, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to like it. But I don't like goal line technology. I don't like VAR. I don't like any of that stuff. But I'm going to watch the game because I love the game. So, you know, as fans, we have to kind of adjust. I think this five-game thing is stupid. Uh, five-sub thing is stupid. Um, again, you're paid. Why, why is that? Why is that? You're a paid professional. And at the end of the day, the coach should know the fitness levels of the players. And if you can't play soccer, right, because you, you obviously there's quarantine and, and everything shut down, that does not stop you from running. And these guys literally, literally get paid to work out. So no excuses for me on fitness levels. Now, if you're talking about like, well, it's going to, it's going to save some injuries. Again, I'm, I'm not buying it. You know, three subs for me is enough. You got 45 minutes, you got another 45 minutes. So most of these guys can run for an hour. No problem. Now, if you're just playing crap, then fine, you know, take them off in the first half if, if they're not playing well. But I don't, I don't think these type of athletes need an extra boost extra two players for the coaches to play with. I, I think it really puts those teams that are, let's say, a, a lesser team. Now you're at a, a way, way less, you have a way less chance of, of coming in and, and upsetting someone with two more subs uh, coming off. I think you just play it out. Again, you will be able to see who was really running, who was really taking care of their body um, once we get back. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling the five sub thing. I think they just need to go ahead and just let them play. Like I said, these guys, you know, you talk to soccer players and they and they play sport. When they were younger growing up, this is all they did. And the reason being was to get to this point, to get to where they are. So they love to play. They know their bodies. They've got physicians. They eat better. They drink, you know, all kinds of protein shakes. And have alcohol that they did back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So this is not, this isn't something, I don't think this is going to help. I think this is going to help the better clubs. Because obviously my subs are way better than your subs. That's why we're in a better position. And so, you know, if if uh, if they go to five, I'm not going to like it. But that don't mean I ain't going to watch. <laughs> I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to say, hey, you got two more subs now. You know, let's get it going. So it's gonna it's gonna look like a friendly to me at that point. If you're allowing, you know, 
five subs a game. But again, like I said, if you look back in your history, it used to just be two. And I can imagine old school soccer fans going, this is crap. This isn't the way you play. They're cheating. Da, 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 da. And, and now it's three and it's been three forever. So um, I don't want to see it, but I will be glued to the TV this Saturday morning. You can best believe it. I'm kind of indifferent about it. Uh, I, I see where the point of it it because the fact that we're talking about um playing two two league matches a, a game a week i'm sorry and condensing june july into a full you know full fledged you know hit it hard they need that um and then obviously going into next year uh depending on what they're doing what they're they're talking about the cup games the league games and all that but I, yeah, I'm, it's not something I really want to stay. I think, it, like you said, it, it'll benefit the big clubs that have better benches. And at this point, will it benefit United? I know we'll talk about that because uh, we'll talk about their bench here in a bit. But it didn't benefit United because we had a shitty bench because everybody's injured. So now, hopefully, everybody's everybody's um. Rested, you know, and, and well. So I mean, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I don't want this five this five thing. And I mean, the the different the things that they're talking about the changing the game. Uh, I just I just don't agree with it. It's just <coughs> it's too much, too fast. Uh, we just need to make sure we um, take care of the players. Hey, but you know what? Enough of the. Enough of the virus, enough of, um, you know, what's going to happen. But like you said, uh, EC, uh, the game's Saturday, right? Uh, who who plays Saturday? I know Brewster Dortmund are playing. Let me let me double dip real quick because I know, I know they play for sure. So Brewster Dortmund, we see a couple of United targets, right? Uh, Mr. Uh, Jaden Sancho is on Brewster Dortmund. So, what do you think, EC? Uh, do you think United, there's been too many rumors, too much too much smoke, not enough fire about this man, Jaden Sancho. I know we talked about it in the past. I've told you my opinions about uh, what's going to cost for him uh, and obviously what it's going to cost the club to pay him to be a United player because we've already dealt with, dealt, with the, dealt with that mess with the... Alexi Sanchez, and they're talking about. I'm not saying. I'm not saying the Alexi Sanchez money of almost half a million dollars a, a game, but it's gonna be up there. I mean, I know they're talking about if if Dortmund goes, they're not gonna need as much money, so their their willingness to to sell uh, Sancho is not gonna be as high. Um, I know there's other options for Jaden Sancho. Um, we've, there've, there've been rumors about Muslim Dembele out of Lyon. Uh, and it, I think that was one of the things that they, it's been confirmed. It's one of those, yeah, it's confirmed by United, not really confirmed by United. Um, but we signed him for, I think 50 million bucks from that, 50 million dollars. <coughs> How does this affect the, the Jaden Sancho saga? And that's what it is. How would it affect Erlen Holland? Because Holland is has been on United's radar as well. He plays for Borussia Dortmund uh, as a striker coming in. If we get Sancho, do you think Holland would be also a prospect to come in 
because he has a release cause as well. I know he's been in with uh, also rumored to go to Real Madrid. With Madrid um, also be strapped for cash. Uh, Bar- Barcelona strapped for cash too. Um, how do you, I mean, do you think United is in the catbird position with the monies we have in, in reserves? Because we haven't really spent too much in the past couple of years. A lot of it, you know, has been we've sold, bought, sold, bought. Uh, we've had you had to use what they call the is the war chest. Do you think this is the summer we go out and splurge and buy six, seven players, quality players, players that are going to help you? What do you think? I honestly, I think if you if you look at Oli's reign from start to now. The one thing that you have got to give that guy credit for is is getting in the right players, right? Since since Sir Alex Ferguson left, we pretty much spent a lot, lot of money on players that just didn't fit. Um, great players too. Di Maria is good. If you look at Di Maria right now, he's a good uh, player. You can't say he's trash. Don't bring that guy up. Come on, his wife when was he played his, at his United, wife. When he played at United, it was horrible. It was it was the worst situation ever. I was so disappointed. Um, you look at Sanchez, great player at Arsenal, great player, got here, didn't work out. Mario and Fellaini, look at him at Everton, great player, oh. got to didn't work out. Oh, Time out there. What did you say? In my opinion, Mara when he played at Everton. Fellaini yes. Was not a, never, ever, ever a United player. I, and we had this, Yes, we had this argument back in 2014. When when they signed him, I was like, "What the? F-? I mean, he's not. He's never a caliber for as a United player." I think uh, this is what I think. This is, the, and that's exactly to my point. I think Fellaini, what, so he was so good at Everton for what he did. If you look at when he got to where he was with us, he wasn't trash, but we weren't doing anything spectacular, right? We weren't in a position of where we used to be, and that was the type of player that we got with him. He was a top level player. At Everton, but remember, Everton was like sixth place every year. That's that was a huge deal for them at that point. So, for me, we spent Schweinsteiger. We spent oh, so man. much money on players that we didn't need to spend money on. And so, I think Ole has done a great job of saying, "Look, I don't need six or seven. I just need two or three. You get if you let me get who I want." Like he wanted Holland. Holland clearly has proven that he is a top flight striker. He wanted him in. He didn't get him. You don't get everyone you want, but again, it's who he wanted. I think he wants Sancho. I think that would be a smart move on his behalf. Um, I think competition in in any sport is great. Um, I don't really, I don't really want any drama with Musa Dembele, and I think you're going to have that. But I again. What do you mean? Why do you say that? Drama. I think he. You can't tell a twenty-three-year-old player who's. I mean, he's scoring all kinds of goals. You know, you can't. You're not going to be able to spend fifty-eight million dollars, give him a hundred grand a week, and say you're going to come off the bench. It's not happening. Like he's starting. So what you run into is a great problem because you already have two strikers. You really have three, in my opinion. And we usually back in the day we had like four. So what you're doing is you're saying, all right, look, 
I'm not promising you the top spot, Dembele, but if you come in and bust your ass every weekend at pr- in practice, then you can beat out Martial and Rashford for that striker position. Because, <laughs> like I said, if you can get Sancho in and you sure up that right side and James has an opportunity to learn under Sancho, that's nothing but a great thing. Because if, if I'm starting Sancho and then I bring in James, that's an absolute terror, a that's nightmare pace. for whoever's that's guarding pace. down the wing. That's, that's his total pace. Yeah, exactly. So, so no, I, I think I think Ole's going to play it smart. I think he's probably has his eye out on a couple of guys. Um, I I think the midfield. I think Grealish is still on on you know on par with him. I, I still think Sancho is is someone that they want. And if they get Dembele, I would be happy. Listen, I don't want any. I haven't heard anything internally this season about players not liking players or guys not getting along. That that hasn't come up once in any articles that I've seen. So, um, again, when you're when you're doing what he's trying to do, and and I believe that he is trying to do this. I think he's trying to build a team of younger players that are going to eventually get to the point to where they're winning championships. Again, mm-hmm. Sancho, I think is. 20. He might be 19. Uh, Dembele is 23. Uh, Grealish is 24, 25. So, you know, these are the type of players that he wants. That's what he's been bringing in. And so, I, like I said, maybe I don't agree with him on formation, but as far as bringing players in, I think they're going to spend probably about $200 million. Um, I think Sancho's probably going to be maybe close to half of that. And then maybe you get, uh, you know, Dembele for 50. Maybe you get Grealish for 20, you know, and then you, you've spent 170, 180 million in this window. I, I think that's what we're going to wind up doing. There's also been rumors about Saul Niguez, is his name, from Atletico. Uh, I think he's about 50 million as well. <clears throat> I like that. I like that kind of player coming to United. Um, but all it does is clutter a midfield. Um, it it does, that, but I think it's and a also, good and, and, and also, there's Jude Bellingham, the youngster, this this wonder kid out of Birmingham. Um, I know you brought up his name, EC. I'm just gonna have to, you know, I, whatever. <laughs> you brought up his name. <laughs> you said it. I was gonna say it. <laughs> Rumors are Juventus can't afford him. I want to sell him to basically to sell him to the highest bidder so we can get players, a plethora of players. You know what a plethora is, EC? Indeed. Yes. A whole bunch a of plethora. <laughs> a plethora of sweaters. I want to get the plethora of players in with the Pogba money. But reports out of Turin is that deal might not get done, and that's so disappointing. What have you heard? Yeah, no, I've heard that they're not willing to give any more than a hundred grand a week. Um, I think Pogba might be on two, maybe even three right now. Um, he's he's definitely not taking a discount. Um, so that it, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Now, what I do see, and to your point, is. You get through the nine games. I think I think he actually is going to sign an extension with us, which is going to shock a lot of people. But I think yeah. he'll sign an extension. Milk was uh, dry. Then, huh? 
He's going to milk us dry. He, no, he will. He absolutely will. But I think what, what will wind up happening is once Real Madrid and Barcelona start to have games with fans and start to re- generate some revenue and are able to come to the point where they can say, look, um, we have an opportunity now to go get you. I think at that point, then United can probably get something back for him. Because, look, if we don't sell him in the next two, maybe even, I, I, I probably say two seasons, you're not going to get your money back. And I think we spent $98 million to get him, or $90 million to get him. So I don't, you know, he's 26, 27, something like that. Mm-hmm. So in two years, you're on the tail end of, especially playing where he plays, you're kind of on the tail end of uh, of your peak powers. So um, I think he'll play this nine. I think he'll play next season. And then I think after that, I think it's, I think he's gone. And I think we will get top dollar for him once, like I said, you get a full season. Because I think to your point earlier when you were speaking about, you know, could this go into effect into next year, next season? I think it could. Um, but I also think that we could get some sort of a cure. And I think at that point, you start to go, okay, look, um, we've got a cure. You know, have you had your testing? And, you know, have you, is that, you're all clear. You don't have any, your positive tests. Everything's good. Then you start bringing in fans. Then fans start buying merchandise. And then you're able to get a little bit more cash in your pocket. So, yeah, no, I, I think he'll be there um, for like this little mini season, then one more season. And then we go and we can spend a lot more money. Because like I said earlier, I just don't think anybody can criticize the players that he's brought in. I don't think not a one of them. James, Wambasaka, Maguire, uh, Iguala, Igalo. I mean, nobody has disappointed for me. I know they're not scoring a million goals, but James has been solid for someone that wasn't going to be in the Premier League. And then, bam, he comes in, scores a bunch of goals. I would, I would, you can make the argument that Wambasaka is one of the best right backs in the world. Defenders, yes. I mean, you know, so I, I just, I just think he's done a great job. Even, even with Agallo, who, you know, here he is playing in China and then comes back, plays, playing for us and he's doing great. So I just, I just don't think he's going to make a misstep and spend on, you know, a guy that's not going to come in and do great things for us. Well, since you mentioned Prince Akeem, let's talk about him. Yes. Igalo, his deal ends at the end of this month, EC. I like the guy. I really do. I want him to stay with United. I really, at least, hey, finish what you started. At least finish this nine nine games. If we're going to play these nine games, I want him to finish these nine games. Let this guy prove to... Us not a, you know he doesn't have nothing to prove to us. I think I think the United fans have pretty much gone on board with this this cult. I mean he could probably be a cult hero. This kid, I mean this, not a cult. He's not a kid. He's like thirty. I mean he's only seven years younger, but than me. But this guy could be a cult hero, and I think he's on the path of being you know of that of that ilk. Let the man finish what he started, and after that, I mean. Let's see what let's see where it goes. I know he's on big wages. He's he in in China. I think it was I think three hundred thousand a week. Um, something. Yep. No, he, that's what it was. Yeah, it's like you go to China only because of the money. Um, I know we we spoke earlier about 
Um, yeah, he's 30, but technically he really hasn't played anybody in China. So, I mean, in, in football years, probably he's 27. I mean, what do you do? I mean, if he's willing to take a pay cut, would you sign Igalo a long-term, not long-term, say about a three-year contract? Would you give him a three-year contract? Because obviously he's good with coming off the bench. And then maybe if he starts scoring, he's going to be a starter. Uh, would you? What would you offer for 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 Igalo? I'd pay the twenty million in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think about it. I he he. To your point, if you look at the best holding, you know, center forward that we have, he's he's the best. I know Martial tries to do it, but he doesn't hold a candle when Prince Akeem puts that big booty out there. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting the ball. I mean, he's holding it up. So I'm giving him the twenty million. I'm asking him to take a pay cut, 50%, $150,000 a week. Um, I think he takes it because I think he this is his dream. He is literally living his dream. Uh, a few players get to do that. Jesse Lingard's doing it. Rashford's doing it. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the goalkeeper now at Sheffield. Dean Henderson. Henderson, he, he wants to do it. He had a great article. You guys check look up, look up, look on YouTube for that great article where he talks about just wanting to be um, a United player, not just wanting to make it to the league, wanting to be a United player. But in, anyway, no, I, I pay him the twenty million. Um, this is what he this is where he wants to be. I don't think he's going to be hurting on one hundred fifty grand a week unless he's just an idiot with his money. He doesn't seem to be. I hadn't heard, hadn't heard any articles. I think he's taking care of his mom and doing all the right things. But so, think, but think about no. the, the endorsements that he's going to get in night. In Nigeria, where he's from, being Absolutely. a United player, I mean, dude, yep. he he can run United. He can, you know, screw Michael Essien. The dude, the dude, if he's a United player, he will be it in Nigeria. And look at the all the that money they can bring out of that. And that's what people don't understand, right? Uh, that's what we talk about, Dak Prescott, right? You know, being a cowboy player here, right? Um, in in in, in Dallas, you know, they're talking about why doesn't he take away? I mean. Taking less money. Well, I mean, because you're the fact you're the Dallas Cowboy quarterback. How many much how much money endorsements are you gonna make off that? It ain't because of you. It's because the fact that you're a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. It's not because of you, Dak. It's because of your Dallas. You're you're, you're the, the side of that helmet is Dallas Cowboys. So that crest on the on the, on that chest for Agalo will make up more <laughs> in more endorsements than he can. And in, in the continent of Africa, no matter what, hundred percent. No, I hundred percent agree. And I, I think he'll sign it too. I, I, I know Shanghai's wanting him back. I would if I was in many ways. But you know, at the end of the day, if you give a player, you know, these guys are human beings. If you say, hey, you can play for your dream club or go back to China, it's a no-brainer. I think he comes back. Um, this is a guy that's not going to complain about coming off the bench. He understands his role. He's going to play in those smaller cup games at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, and, and, and I think he's going to be fine with that. And, and the other thing is if, if someone does get hurt, I have no problem putting him up there. Like he, I feel completely comfortable with him running, holding the line and, and scoring goals. That's what he does. So, um, no, I I hope he does. I hope it doesn't go south. I haven't heard anything to that effect. Um, he just seems real happy taking pictures on Twitter and just seems to be flowing in the right direction. So yeah, I'd give him the $20 million and give him 150 grand a week and, uh, tell him to go out there and score some more goals. And I don't think there's a problem with somebody who wants to compete at the highest level of competition. 
highest level competition is in Europe, not in in China. We've seen so many. How many players have come back from China to back to the Premier League? There's been several, you know, and they want they're taking us money because of the fact of they're playing at the peak. You know, I mean, they're playing at the high, the pinnacle of what they you know of what they can, and they're young. How many young players have won across over oh you know to China? I mean, to, for the money grab, they've already got their money. Come back, let's make a deal. We'll make a deal. And Igalo, I, I think he's in in that realm of be could be a cult hero of the ilk of Chicharito. And you know, you know me, and, you know me, and, and Chicharito, Chicharito easy. Uh, I love me some Chicharito, and I, I mean, the dude was a cult hero, and unfortunately. It happened what happened when, you know, <laughs> with um, the Van Hall and, you know, him going to Leverkusen. Now he's with the, the Galaxy and hasn't been too good. But with United, that man, goal scorer, period. He does more than he can run circles around Martial any day in my book. Well, that was the thing. That's what I mean. You know, when you bring in great players like him and you, are, and you already have other players that were there, it's difficult for that new coach to not want to play his guys. And I think that's what happens with a lot of guys. And that's, that's kind of the problem. And one of the things to where, you know, if, if Ole doesn't keep the job and let's say Poch does come in because Newcastle can't really pay him 19 million a year or whatever the rumors are, he's going to want to, he's going to have his own flavor, right? He's going to have his own style. Like Ben Hall did his own style, like Jose did. And, you got to look. If you just look back, I, I looked at Rick the Red. Uh, he had a, a a great article on how you know newer coaches coming in they don't really like the older players. Not because they don't like them as people, but it's because they don't want you to think that they weren't the ones that came up with this new creative style and, and the reason why we're winning. So, um, you know, I I, I felt bad for him because he was a really good player and i think most people if you if you ask them about chicharito they just say, oh he was just a poacher but he was a great striker got in the box finished when you needed him to finish um tough tenacity you know didn't take any crap just a really really great player i was looking forward to i you know I'm, I'm gonna be honest i don't do a lot of mls but i was looking forward to watching him uh play uh this year and, and after talking to amanda i really am gonna you know try to dive into it a little bit more than i than i have been well, well, that's a lot of transfer news. Uh, EC, have you gotten a look at the the new uniforms for next year? Uh, horrendous, horrendous! God dang! Are you gonna buy a jersey next year, EC? You know, I love I love United. I ain't gonna sit here in front, but those have got to be the worst. <laughs> I don't I don't know who I. I don't get it. I don't. What understand. marketing firm did they pay to get you know to say you know that's gonna sell? That's gonna sell. That we're gonna sell a lot of those. You know what's crazy too is that they probably will just because of who they are. But I, you know, they 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 do this often where they go back and they show you like old kits and it's the ugly. It's not even close. I know. I know. It, it doesn't even make any sense. The color scheme. It looks like they just threw paint. Zigzag lines, just yeah. it's horrid. The only thing, the, I think, the only one that I liked was the uh, 
the third kit, the away jersey was like green and black. I'm like, that's yeah, yeah, that that's one was the decent. Only one that I would okay, that, that's, that's good, but I'm like, I just God, dang, this is ugly. I just, you know, I think Coro, I think they might have caught a little bit of, of amnesia. I don't know what's going on, but I, I just don't get why, what the rhyme and reason was. And I listen, they're gonna. They're, those Bruno Fernandez jerseys are going to be flying off the shelves. You could you could have a piece of crap on the jersey, and people be like, you know what? It says Bruno Fernandez on it. Mm. Those are going to fly off the shelves. So, I they're going to sell, but I I cannot agree with you more. They are hideous. They are they're ugly. I I'm probably not. I'm probably going to buy a. I guess you can call it retro at this retro, point. Yeah, retro, yeah. But I'm not. I'm I'm not down with this new color scheme, colorway, whatever you want to call it. It I I thought it was a joke. I did too. I well, thought it was a joke. I really I was like, ah, really. And, and then, then I start seeing it more and more and I'm like, wait a minute, this is really going to be what they're wearing next year. So I, obviously the players can't say they don't like it. They got to go out there and promote Adidas and you know, I don't I don't know if we still have the Chevy deal or not. I don't know what, where they're at with that, but I just Oh, it's it's horrible. It's literally my least favorite kit that I've seen since I've started supporting them. <laughs> I started getting pissed when they but uh, when they had the collar one uh, here recently with the little zipper, you know that, that <laughs> little tight on zipper. Because you can't, how do the uh, all right? How the fuck do you fuck <laughs> up a red jersey, dude? That's your home kit. That's what you're supposed to be. How the fuck do you fuck up a home jersey? And they did. They did. They did. You know, okay, the the little zipper thing that Adidas, when Adidas first came out, you know, it's supposed to be this, you know, neck tight, you know, you zipped it up to your neck or you could zip it down and open like a little collar. I wasn't a big fan. I'm not a big fan of these. I'm like, dude, what are, what? I just, uh and it's crazy because you know better than I do. They paid some firm to come up with the brand new design, and the, you know it's going to be fresh and new, and you know, and, and and then after they created it, they had to come to the the board and go, "What do you guys think?" And they they thought this is great. I know. Let's do it. Yes, it's <laughs> like somebody signed off on this. Somebody <laughs> said, "You know what? Hey, yeah, we're going to get a lot of people buying that." I just can't. I, I literally, for the life of me, I, I'm still hoping that it's a bad dream. And they go, you know what? We were just playing. We're not going to do these. I don't even know what to call them. They're not futuristic. That's no. not. They're, they're, they're playing the 92, uh, was it 99 or 92 season? I, that, that, the bluish, you know, checker. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just. It's bad. I understand the theme. But come on, I mean, solid red. That's it. That's all you need for a home jersey. Solid red. You know, clean, I mean? clean, clean, solid red. You mean with white shorts, black shorts, white that's socks, it. black socks. I mean, that's all that's you need it. to do for home. I understand a way, but your freaking home jerseys don't even look anything like a home jersey. I, that's what I, that's why I'm hoping that they don't run with it. They they you know I don't know if. if they may have to because they're going to have to get rid of all this merchandise that they print. But I don't care. I just wish they'd go back to just like you said, just a classic, you know, 
stick to your color red, scheme. Blue, red, black, red, white, red, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's and not, if, not that and hard. if you want to do like a every once in a while special game kit, cool. Throw that one out there. But this, it can't be a normal deal. I'm. When they, when they start playing in those things, and I hope they don't start doing these nine, in these nine games, but when they start playing in them, you, you watch Twitter to see how, how they're going to get killed. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be like, hey, do I need to fix my TV screen? Because this looks really <laughs> messed up. I mean, do I, I mean, I'm banging on my TV screen. I'm telling you, it's it's not going to go good for them at all. So, no, I, I'm not a fan. Not not at all. And, and you know, I... I just I just don't get it. <laughs> All right, AC, <laughs> did you get a, uh did you catch Uncle Pat's uh you know uh, podcast interview on uh, United TV or United uh, podcast? No. Was it good? Oh man. I I brought it up last week um, cuz I only caught excerpts of it, right? Of Uncle Pat's <laughs> interview. Um but man, uh hearing Patrice Everett, I mean this guy I mean he has so much uh, all right, guys. If you haven't go to go to United Podcast, check out their interview. The interview, their all their interviews are great. They're better when they're live, but you know, obviously with the coronavirus, they you know they you know they was zoomed. Um, but but listen to Patrice Evers ever story. He has like twenty fucking three fucking brothers and sisters. Do you know that? Oh wow! Does he really? Yes. These Africans Jeez. don't give a fuck, man, about fucking, oh. I mean, fucking, you know, they have, like, he has, like, 23 brothers and sisters. All they do is breed, apparently. Um, so, you know, you know when he made it, he he didn't get none of that money. Because <laughs> everybody got paid. No, you but, know no, no, but it, it was, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, bash on, you know, you know, his heritage and whatnot. Uh, but I was very impressed because he talked about living on the streets begging for food, begging for change. Um, he had one of his brothers uh, working at McDonald's. Uh, it just, it was just a soul. And this man, I mean, he talked about, you know, the bad times in his life, the bad times, you know, sometimes he had bad bad, bad times at United. Uh, contract talks with uh, Sir Alex, you know, that weren't the best for him. But God, if you want, if you want, if you want to know somebody, guys, uh, don't run at me, guys. If you want to know somebody that has a positive outlook in life, that you're gonna like, you know, <clears throat> if you that you're gonna, you know, just listen to a daily and give you good advice. I mean, just give you a smile on your face. Check out Patrice Ever because that man. I mean. Every day, I mean, everything. He's like, you know, no, I mean, I didn't really feel bad. I mean, every bad thing that happened to him, right? He says, it, you know, it made him who he is. He, I mean, the, the life on the streets made him who he was. So he has no animosity towards, you know, the racist abuse that he had, that did he that he received. And, um, you know, when it, when it came to Luis uh, Suarez or when he played in, uh, in Sicily, you know, he received racist abuse from the fans. He's like, no, I mean, no, no, I did the streets, you know, made me. And, uh, I mean, it's just them. They don't know. They don't understand. It's like, you know, the opposite of somebody being very, um, you know, bitter, right? A bitter of the things that, you know, he was dealt, the card that he was dealt in life. This man is not bitter at all. And I just 
I, I think it brought the Johnny Evans' wife because she's one of the co-hosts. It brought her to tears. You know, she's like crying and everything. You know, like you know, by by his story. But when you listen to it, it's about an hour and a half. EC, check it out. Um, the story of the Patrice Evra. I mean, it just it makes it makes especially in these times, right? About how people are losing jobs, people are losing unemployment. Things are bad for a lot of people. A lot of people. Um, death. Uh, it brings everything into perspective and how this man could, you know, go, you know, go what he went through, still have a positive outlook on life, you know, uh, and, and, and is still trying to bring that positive energy to people, you know, no matter what, I think the best thing I, 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 uh, that he had, that he said was, he told, he said for teachers not to crush kids dreams in school because a teacher told him that he said that he wanted to be a, a footballer and everybody laughed at him. No, no, everybody laughed at him. And she's like, no, no, Patrice, you know, you need to, uh, you need to think more serious, you know, I'll, you know, be, I forgot what he said, doctor, lawyer, whatever, not, but he said, uh, no, he said, no, I'm going to be a footballer. And they, obviously kids laughed at him and stuff like that. And he said, I don't have any animosity towards that teacher. All I want her to do is not tell other kids that their dreams, uh, what they dream of, that they can't achieve it. That's all that he wants. And I'm like, you know, that's, it was, if you get a chance, EC, listen to it because it's very uplifting, especially in a time like this. You get this man, this great personality. And if you follow him on Twitter, follow him on Twitter, guys, because this guy is so hilarious. I love this game, you know, I mean, he's just, He's just God. This guy's so energetic. His energy, his aura, um, and he talks about United. He talks about Sir Alex. So you're gonna get those juicy tidbits from him. But uh, follow Uncle Pat. Uh, he's great. <laughs> yeah, no. Patrice was one of my favorite players. I, I don't think, and and you know, Wambasaka's got a long way to go. He might be that kind of follow up to Patrice because I think for me, we really haven't had a Evra. Since Evra, right? We haven't had someone of that elk that could get forward, that could you know play play the ball in. And like I say, Wambasaka's just had one season, great season by the way, but he's not on that level yet. Um, winning trophies, Champions Leagues, you know, Patrice Evra's done all of that. So, no, um, I've heard other interviews that he does, he's a pundit on Sky, does a great job, defends himself well uh, on that show. So yeah, no, I'll definitely be checking it out because like I say, they throw around that title. Uh, club legend um he's he's definitely to me a, a club legend um united great uh got to see him play actually which was pretty cool so but uh yeah no um he's uh definitely a stand-up guy i have to go i have to go check that out i have i, I haven't seen that it's called it's called united podcast yeah podcast yeah cool i think even out. even better <laughs> instead of club ed- legend the man's an ambassador of humanity and I think a lot of his charities and things like that, the man is, uh, if, I mean, I really would love to have him on this, this pod. Uh, we're not at that point yet, but the man is, it's one of my goals to get to talk to him and um, get to know him because the man is a, an ambassador for humanity. Uh, that's all I can say. And it's very impressive what he, what he's done. Well, you see, that's uh, that's all the time I have. I mean, do you have anything? Do you have anything else? 
Uh, guys, just getting used to the new normal. I hope that everybody's remaining to stay safe. Uh, the virus is still out there, so just stay as safe as you can. Hug those babies and, uh, you know, just try to stay safe. All right, guys. Well, thanks you. Uh, thanks you. Thanks you. Thanks you. Is that a word? No, it's not a word. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us on the Don't Run Me podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, I want to say a special thanks to Mark Hutchison, a.k.a. Baron Von Black, uh, with his new podcast, Echoes in Pink or Echoes in Floyd. Actually, if you want to check him out on Twitter on Mondays, I think he does a live stream of that. Ro from the Rodos Podcast, Victoria Monsevice from Alice in Wonderland Food Truck. They're oh, open for business, guys. Go check them out. Go check out your local food trucks everywhere, no matter where you're at. Uh, support local businesses, guys. Love them hard. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Of a million now in beach houses, cream to the ceiling. I was a gentleman living in tenements. Now I'm swimming in all the women that be tense. Went from bad boys to the crushed linen men. Now my dividends be the new Benjamins. Holes of all protections, I like cinnamon. Make sure you got some holes when niggas send them in. What you waiting for? Let the freak show begin. How they came in a truck. Nah, puff, that's a bitch. Mercedes, come here, baby.